Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Unerasable Stories. Today we wanted to share some of the stories and voices of students and family members or loved ones from the school shooting in Texas. And before we got started, we wanted to now observe a moment of silence and remembrance of the 19 students and two teachers. The first story we wanted to share is from a news interview of one of the 10-year-old students who was at the school that day. Jaden Perez is better today. Still sad about some of, the, some of my friends that died. And the 10-year-old shooting survivor says talking helps. It was very terrifying because I never thought that was gonna happen. Inside a fourth grade classroom, the 10-year-old said he and his classmates hid near the backpacks. This photo of the classroom was taken long before the shooting. Five of us hiding there and then the rest under a table. But I didn't stop one of my friends getting hurt. The shooter shot through the window and hurting my friend and my teacher. Like, my teacher got hurt like on right, like on what, I don't know which side, but she got hit like hit on the side and then and then my friend got like shot through the nose and they had and and they both had to get surgery Perez said an officer helped him and his classmates escape through a window but not before the shooter had killed his friends McKenna uh Tess Annabelle Basically almost some of them, basically almost all of them. Jaden's pain, not physical, but emotionally paralyzing. No, because after what happened, no. Do you ever want to go back to school? I don't want to know what, because I don't want anything to do with another shooting and me in the school. You scared it might happen again? Mm -hmm. And I know it might happen again, probably. Jaden's mom, Crystal, shared these pictures taken about 90 minutes before the shooting. She's with her son at the school, celebrating Jaden's honor roll achievement. His mom said waiting, not knowing, was tough. What did you tell your mom when you finally saw her? I left my water bottle at school. <laughs> your water bottle. Did you hug her? Mm-hmm. Or she hugged me first and she was like, oh! Was she so happy to see you? Yes, and my dad and my grandma. What do your parents mean to you? Uh, a lot, because they brought me into this world. A world where schools are also crime scenes. Did you hear the gunfire? 
Yes, you never know whenever you can use, lose someone close to you. The next clip we wanted to share was also from a news interview from some of the family members of some of the people, some of the students. And here's this first one. A father's grief, a mother's silent anguish, a young boisterous family with five little girls now shattered. I won't see my daughter again. Can you tell me about how you got this news? I was at work. She called me to get to the school. I went to the school and tried to get in the building. The police barricade pushed me back out. So I just stood on the sidelines and watched this whole thing play out. I can't imagine what it would be like to be standing outside those doors wondering. As long as they ever. It was, it was the longest day ever. Steven Garcia and Jennifer Lugo remembering their little girl, Ellie, as they try to process her senseless death. What would you want people to know about your Ellie? Sweetest, sweetest girl you've ever had, ever had the chance to meet. And I had the honor of calling her my daughter. Next week, June 4th, would have been Ellie's 10th birthday. She was looking forward to having a pool party to celebrate. I told her we we're going to have a party that her face just lit up and, you know, it's, yes, that was uh, the last time I saw her. Hey guys. Um, Ellie loved basketball and TikTok and the colors pink and purple. She wanted to be a cheerleader and was already planning her quinceanera five years away, even picking out a dress. A little girl who lit up every room and every picture. She loved to dance. She loved to have fun. She loved ramen noodles. And I mean, she just loved life in general. Ellie and her older sister, just one year apart, inseparable, and she often cared for her little sisters. The, the younger ones, they still don't understand their sister's not coming home. And Ellie was devoted to her grandparents, doting on them, spending most weekends at their side. It happened, it happened. It's hard to even put into words. Her grandparents still struggling with the reality of what happened. Tell her you love her. You're there for her. You know, she wanted to come home. But my daughter said, no, you need to stay in school. Try not to miss so much and, you know, get smart. So she stayed. And this is the result that we got. School's supposed to be safe. Yeah. For every child lost, 19 of them, there are stories like this and parents who will never be the same. 10-year-old Amory Joe Garza was another fourth grader at Robb Elementary. She was a real good student. She was a very good daughter, friend, uh, very playful, very silly. Amory loved to draw, do science experiments, and make people laugh. She wanted to be a YouTube star one day. She was the perfect daughter, yeah. She was a perfect daughter. When he heard about the shooting, Alfred Garza III raced to the school. While waiting for news about his own daughter, Garza says he tried to comfort the children who did manage to get out. They were just uh, overwhelmed and just crying. And so as many as I could, I'm, hey, do you know your mom, dad's phone number? Let's call them, let's let them know you're okay. That's what I 
try to do to bring some comfort to the to the kids, you know, let them know that, hey, mommy and daddy know you're okay, you're safe, you're here, you're not in any harm. Um, and just just try to uh, calm them down as best I could. And obviously I was, I was getting a little overwhelmed myself, but I was trying to keep my cool for the kids. Um, you know, I was trying not to think about it. I was just expecting for her to walk through that door any, any, at any moment, you know? You were helping those kids yes. having no idea how your little girl was. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for her. <laughs> He waited six hours with the rest of her family, praying for a miracle that never came. It must have been. It was a nightmare. Such a painful scene. Yeah, it was a nightmare. I mean, just, I mean, it still is, but, you know, the unknown is where it was hard because we didn't know if she was still alive. We didn't know if she was, you know, injured. We didn't know if she was already, you know, she passed already. Now, all he can do is treasure photos and memories like this fishing trip that you took. She's your only daughter. Only daughter. Only child. Only child. Mm -hmm. It's hard to even wrap your mind around something like that. This is the last photo he has of his baby girl, posing proudly with her honor roll certificate just hours before the shooting. I just I just want to honor her name. I just I just want her to be remembered as as the type of person that she was. Garza says he is determined to stay strong for her. I don't want to I don't want to disappoint my daughter. I want to live, you know, live and, and make her happy and, and, and keep, her, keep, her, uh, keep her memory alive, you know. Ellie Garcia's mother, Jennifer, is still reeling, too devastated to even speak, clutching her last Mother's Day gift from her little girl, a jar Ellie made for her mother's prayers. Her parents say Ellie had a strong faith and was excited about reading a verse at church this coming Sunday. Jesus, he died for us, so when we die, We'll be up there for him. She's never going to be forgotten. She's a big part of our family. Always has been, always will be. Ellie's family shared the Bible verse she was going to read this weekend. It's Deuteronomy 6.18. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so all will get well with you. A beautiful little girl. There are so many beautiful little children who lost their lives in this tight-knit community. Um, I was just so struck by their courage in speaking. It's not easy to do so, and it's not for everyone. But they want the world to know that these were children who mattered and children who lived. And um, it's just really important that we tell these stories. And as for Ellie's quinceanera, she had already picked out her dress. You know, it's five years away. It's for a 15-year-old girl. And her dad told me, we're going to buy that dress, and we're going to hang it in her room. She will always be with us. Oh. That was, wow. that, was uh, powerful. <clears throat> that was really, really and, beautiful. Uh, we're so thankful that yeah. those family members decided to share those stories and because those stories are, are important. Yeah. We cannot forget yeah. not just the, the lives lost there, but all the lives that have been lost in school shootings like this in this country. This cannot continue no, to happen. It cannot. It cannot. And I think all... And it's not a political statement. Right. No. You know? Yeah, it's enough already. I think that that is something universal. It's enough. And I think a lot of moms, Savannah, looked at that mother and understood her silence sitting there holding that jar. I mean, my word. Yeah. Thanks. We, we love you. I mean, it's too much. Yeah. Too much. We love you. And the last clip we wanted to share was another news interview that came from mainly one of the fathers of one of the children there at the school. 
Earlier today, we met a man named Angel Garza, whose 10-year-old daughter, A. Marie, was killed just hours after receiving a certificate she was quite proud of for making the honor roll. Angel Garza's daughter, A. Marie, was just two weeks past her 10th birthday when he walked this path on Tuesday, dropping her off at school for what oh, turned out to be the very last time. She was the sweetest thing. She's, she's so creative. She just got an award for being the most creative. I'm a fourth grader also. <laughs> um. I don't know what to do, man. I just, she didn't deserve that. No. She didn't. No, she didn't. I just want to protect my little girl. It was her fourth grade classroom where that 18-year-old gunman opened fire, killing A. Marie at the very moment her classmates say she was calling for help. She tried to grab her phone and call the cops. And, and as we spoke, we heard a sound from inside the house, A. Marie's mother sobbing. I hear someone crying inside. Who's That's that? her mother. Neither parent is sure what to tell her three-year-old brother, Zane. Every morning he wakes up, he asks for his sister. And Garza says oh, it's just too painful God. for the family to stay where they are in an area so full of memories. She always makes me laugh because, I mean, I love music and I listen to music all the time. But every time we pulled up to that school and they're about to open their door, she makes sure to turn it down all the way because she gets embarrassed. <laughs> and while some parents find solace in the hope for change, Angel Garza is not one of them. At least not now. Nothing's gonna change. I mean, this always happens in a small town. Nobody expects anything bad to happen, and then it happens, and everybody wants to to make changes to prevent it from happening, and then it dies down a little bit, and then it happens again, and then we're just, it's a cycle. I just want my baby home. I don't care. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about nothing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And to think that's one parent, one family, and there are 18 others tonight. Angel told us he wants to talk to those at the school. He's hoping to learn more about his daughter's final moments. We wanted to thank everybody again for sharing their stories and for the bravery that it took to go and speak about this tragedy. You know, it's not easy, especially with how recent it has been. And before we head that out, here's a quote for thought. When given the choice between being right or being kind, choose kind by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. Thank you guys. And it seems to